Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Of the many challenges faced by the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department these days, the biggest may well be the need to recruit new officers. The department is facing a serious staffing shortage. For Public Safety Director Jimmy Edwards, one solution might be the department's cadet program. Edwards restarted the program last year after a hiatus of nearly four decades. It now boasts 64 aspiring officers, most of them ages 18 to 21. The cadet's commander, Lieutenant Darla Gray, remembers being the last person to enter the cadet program before it was dissolved in 1981. She was actually getting ready to retire when the department started the program back up last year and asked her to help develop it. She told us why the cadet program is important to her. It's seeing the police department from a totally different light, uh, not from what you see on TV or movies or what you hear but actually doing it and learning all the ins and outs of it before you go in the academy. And when I went in the academy, I was so far ahead of my classmates because I had experienced all this, and I want the same for them. I want them to be able to know a lot before they go into the academy to be better prepared and then to be better officers. Joining me in studio to talk about this new again program is Jimmy Edwards. He's the city's public safety director. Judge Edwards, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, uh, Sarah, for having us. Uh, I'm just excited to talk about this wonderful program here this afternoon. And I'm really excited about that, too. And we're also joined today by two cadets, uh, Sierra Flowers. Welcome to the show. Hello. And Mary Mazzola, welcome to the show. Hi. Do you think the St. Louis Police Cadet Program could help to improve police community trust and bring good officers aboard? How so? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Judge Edwards, this program was gone for a long time, 37 years. What made you want to bring it back? Well, I'll tell you, uh, I need to thank uh, and give a lot of credit to the St. Louis uh, Police Foundation. Uh, It was uh, very important. Uh, with respect to the program. Uh, As you well know, uh, the St. Louis City Police Department uh, uh, is down in terms of its uh, officers. So we are about uh, 130 officers down on any given day. Uh, We have not had a pipeline uh, into the police department. Our academies are averaging about 25 uh, potential officers uh, every class. And we're trying to uh, uh, get officers and folk interested. So the best way to do that, I thought, was to develop a pipeline. And, and, and before I, I, I go any further, this is not unique to the city of St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis County officers are down. Uh, State Highway Patrol officers are down. We're down officers all over uh, the country. We're addressing trust issues with respect to community and police officers. And what a wonderful thing to do uh, is to start a pipeline, a pipeline for police officers. And I want to thank Lieutenant Darla. She was about uh, to to retire. We we knew that she was passionate uh, about uh, young officers, and she was one of the last uh, uh, on our force on our department to have participated in a cadet program. So she had that institutional knowledge. She had the institutional knowledge, and I think it was it was the only thing that kept her uh, on the St. Louis uh, Police Department because she would have an opportunity to work with uh, uh, young kids. And uh, it has been absolutely amazing. But now, more importantly, sure. this program has brought us exactly what we need 
in the city of St. Louis, a diverse group of potential police officers. Over 50% of the cadets are African-American. Over 50% are female. It represents exactly what we want on the St. Louis Police Department. Had those previously been big recruiting challenges to get those two populations to the table? Currently, there are about 30%, about 30% of the officers are, are African-American and probably less uh, than that or female. And so... And this is in a city that's 50% black and 50% female. Absolutely. So what these uh, young cadets represent is what we're going to look like uh, in the future, and it is absolutely necessary. So tell me, what kind of requirements are there for young people to enroll? Well, I am excited uh, to say that uh, uh, you only have to be 18 years old, and we want you to either be a senior in high school or have a high school equivalent or graduate of high school, but I'm excited. Uh, uh, 40 of the 64 cadets that we have are in college. Oh, wow. So you're getting a, a nicely educated population here. Yes. How old do you have to be to be a St. Louis police officer? You have to be 21 years okay. old. Okay. So if somebody started at 18, they could get some nice grounding before they before they join. Lots of mentoring, lots of opportunities to really participate uh, and, and have an opportunity to do real work uh, inside of the police department. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to build passion and a love for law enforcement in the city of St. Louis. So let's talk to a couple of these cadets about that real police work and what it looks like for them. Sierra Flowers, um, how did you first even find out about this program? Uh, my grandmother is in the department. She actually does payroll. So when the program started up, I was actually in Arizona, and she was telling me about it. And I thought, if I come back, that would be... Um, a very good opportunity considering I wanted to go into law enforcement anyway. So when I got back my first day, she brought that application home and I filled it out, turned it in the next day. And was it pretty onerous from there to, to get hired on or were they, did they give you a shot pretty quickly? They gave me a shot pretty quickly. Um, I'm pretty outgoing, nice person. So <laughs> there was no question there. But um, yeah, Lieutenant Gray and Officer Mazzola were very nice and they were very open. We did the interview. The interview went really well. And within a week I was back orientation. That's awesome. And how many hours a week then are you working in this program? The average is 24. I'm a little higher pushing at the 30 mark, but the average is 24. The unit that I'm assigned to requires a little bit more hands-on time. That's and what is I'm that unit? I am in the ID section, so I do everything fingerprints. Anything that has to do with fingerprinting, that's what I do. Fingerprinting. I feel like maybe this is just, I've, I've watched too much Law & Order, but that feels kind of old-fashioned compared to the DNA analysis. That's still a big part of what the department does. Yes, fingerprinting is a very big part of the department. A lot of what people don't realize is the fingerprinting is what identifies people, you know, when they die or when they go to jail prison or stuff like that. The fingerprinting is what helps get those people where they need to be. Okay, so you're doing some maybe really technical work on making sure you get good fingerprints, making sure they're matches. What about that work do you enjoy? I love everything about it, you know, from rolling the prints to classifying them and every, everything about fingerprinting is very, it's, it's a satisfying job. It's a very interesting position. Now, Mary Mazzola, um, I understand you also have a family member in the St. Louis Police Department. Tell us about that connection. Um, uh, my older brother um, was the one who actually told me about the program. I was babysitting one day, and I kind of like was curious about like what he did um, now that he's off the streets and not doing guns and hoses. So then when he told me about it, I uh, was previously in the Explorer program. And tell us what that is. So that's um, more targeted toward like uh, 
younger individuals, like even younger than the cadets. So like, like high school, I think. Uh, like 14, I think. I don't know if it's, I don't remember if it was 12 to 14. Is it 12 to 14? Yes, about 12 to 14 is right. Yeah, oh, okay. and then um, you age out about like 21 on that one. But um, that's more like kind of role playing and like you do a whole bunch of details and like helping out with that and like uh, more volunteer work. So how does this compare to that? Um, this one's a lot more like real because <laughs> you're dealing with a lot of um, hands on things like within the department. And that's kind of what I wanted. Plus, like I'm older now and like I didn't have a lot of time to volunteer. So I thought like maybe, you know, and to see what he does and like kind of get an understanding. And then I work directly under him and I have like a designated lunch buddy. So that's cool. <laughs> now, I understand you work in the extradition unit. What does that entail? Um, a lot of like phone calls to, um, you know, jails across like the nation and a lot of um, moving around, which I like. I um, usually am, I guess, like a wing off of um, my detective Zakisha Boyd so she takes me around and then um, I also work in the sex offender registration unit and that's fun. Helping keep tabs on those guys. Uh, yeah I um, whenever they come to get like an updated mugshot for the highway patrol website I take that usually like Wednesday morning 7 a.m. sharp. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Now Judge Edwards the idea of young people dealing with things like fingerprints and with extradition and frankly even interacting with sex offenders although obviously in a controlled environment this is pretty serious police work. You're not just having them fetch coffee for officers yes. here. Yes and that was important. I mean if you're going to have a cadet program. And if you're going to motivate uh, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, you have to give them a real opportunity to participate and to do real work and to be able to understand and to celebrate their achievements at the end. And uh, these young ladies uh, have done a terrific job. Uh, We we have tried to really uh, incentivize them, uh, give them an opportunity to do real work, give them an opportunity to stay in college, pay for college tuition, and then pay them 13 to $15 an hour. All of those things are important because what we want to say to our cadets is that we are vested in you, we believe in you, and we hope when you turn 21 uh, that you would sign up and become a St. Louis police officer. Hmm. Now, Lieutenant Darla Gray told us the other day what she thinks is driving the success of the program so far. I think the success lies in a lot of what you heard from them. They love it. They tell their friends about it. They tell uh, other students about it. We have a lot of officers and civilian employees that work with these young people, and then they, in turn, sell it to their family, their friends, their neighbors, because they can see the benefit of this program to develop them into not just great police officers, but great citizens also. That's Lieutenant Darla Gray talking about the program. Now, in addition to the two cadets with us today, we also spoke with a few others, and one of them is Ty Brownlee Jenkins. She's an upperclassman at the University of Missouri-St. Louis, and her professor encouraged her to check out the program. I grew up wanting to be a lawyer, so I felt like coming to the cadet program, I can learn more about the law because I feel like most lawyers don't know the other side of what officers experience on a day-to-day basis, uh, going on the streets, what they do in the department. So I feel like it would be a better understanding for me to go to law school. I work at the city justice center. I normally do intake where I t- intake prisoners, do bonds when they get released. I will also handle their property. I'm responsible for that. So anything won't come up missing. I also do filing um, or arrest records, pending application warrants, which are paused. 
of anybody that has warrants out for their arrest or any crime they committed. I also do bookings for anybody that come in from different districts or municipalities, and I will book them in, and then we'll take them to city justice. So that's police cadet Ty Brownlee Jenkins. And she talked in there about, um, yes, planning to enroll in the police academy after graduation, but she also mentioned going to law school. Judge, Ed- Judge Edwards, are you worried you're going to be training these kids just to lose them to even better opportunities? This is just a great thing to have on a resume. Well, uh, I believe our motto uh, is to, to ask them, to try to persuade them, to influence them, but not to require them. Uh, to sign up. So we expect that at the end of this cadet program that they will be so excited and so committed to be police officers that they will sign up. You have to want to do this job. Mm -hmm. This job is a very serious job and folk that, that are police officers are compassionate they're caring, they think of others before they think of themselves. And those are the types of people that we believe that we have the ability to recruit. And to show uh, our commitment to them, uh, we don't require a commitment at the end from them. Mm. And so it is our hope uh, that they are just as excited at the end of the cadet program as they are when they come in. I guess I'd be worried that many of them, even who decide they want to stay in police work, one of the big problems for your department is that you don't pay as well as some of the schmancy suburban departments. Are you worried you might lose them to some of these same places you're already sometimes losing good officers? To? You know, I can tell you that we have a terrific police department in the city of St. Louis. And uh, most Gen Xers and Zers, uh, they, they like the job. And if they like the job, they're willing to forego uh, a few thousand dollars uh, to be happy in the job. And I think that if you ask that question of our officers, they will tell you that is the reason that they stay in the city of St. Louis. They choose the satisfaction. Sierra Flowers, now that you're sort of there on the ground level getting this this look at the department, does that make you feel some sort of um, loyalty to them that now you want to be a police officer there? I, I love the department. I love the city. I love being in the city. Um, I love everything that we do and what we stand for as um, the city of St. Louis. No question in my mind that I want to go anywhere else. Okay. Uh, Mary Mazzola, what about you? I love working in the city. I live in the county, but I I don't mind the drive to get there and the people that I work with. Like, there's no comparison. Hmm. So it sounds like you guys are, are having really great experiences so far. Um, now, Lieutenant Gray told us that in addition to learning the ins and outs of day-to-day policing, cadets participate in community engagement efforts as well. Let's hear what she said. There's also a great opportunity for our cadets to do community outreach, to do volunteer work. We have cadets that are working with Special Olympics, with uh, the Polar Cops, where they bring the ice cream to the different neighborhoods and activities. We have Uh, cadets that did shop with a cop last year um, that helped do the uh, stuff the blue purses with swag for the homeless shelters and it's just a lot of community engagement that's again lieutenant darla gray have either of you gotten to participate in any of those community engagement efforts i see both of you nodding either um, (laughs) doesn't work for radio (laughs) either of you want to point to a particular time that you got to do something like that that ended up being meaningful Mary? Oh, okay. Um, I actually have gone to, um, like, girls' group homes. So, um, you know, um, young girls who have previously been incriminated for crimes that they've done when they were, like, 12, 13 years old. So we go over there, we bring them food, and it's, like, really fun. And we have, like, little games that we play. And just to, like, provide a, like, positive experience with law enforcement. And I think that's very important because a lot of these people 
are going to eventually um, be released, of course, and, like, put into the real world. And a lot of people don't – they don't have, like, that maternal relationship anymore, a lot of them. So So that helps maybe um, establish that trust again. Of course, yeah. Like, I love doing that. That's my favorite. Sierra, any experiences you've had on the community engagement front? I go out with the Polar Cops often. I, I do it a lot. I really enjoy it. We go to different events around the city and pass out ice cream to, we try to target kids, but a lot of adults are there too, and we don't mind giving them ice cream as well. I've also done the Blue Bags with Swag, where we um, we stuff the purses for women um, around the city. That's great. Um, so we're talking today with cadets Mary Mazzola and Sierra Flowers, as well as St. Louis Public Safety Director Jimmy Edwards. We need to take a quick break. We'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. And now back to our conversation with St. Louis Public Safety Director Jimmy Edwards and members of the St. Louis Police Department's cadet program. Do you think the police cadet program could improve police community relations? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, in addition to the two cadets here today, we also spoke with the cadet Michael Henderson. He's a Harris-Stowe State University student with a particular interest in forensic science. And here's what he said about what prompted his interest in the cadet program. Well, what started me off in the law enforcement is uh, when I was younger, I always wanted to, like, what's my sound? I always wanted to be, like, a superhero and help people, but I grew up and realized, like, that wasn't real. So I thought about, like, different ways I could help people, and law enforcement is one of the ways I could do that. And uh, I'm, like, very fascinated with, like, forensic science and figuring out and, like, figuring out how stuff happened and, like, fingerprints and DNA. So I... I'm trying to use that in the law enforcement to to go about my career. And that's Cadet Michael Henderson. Um, Sierra, that idea of being a superhero, wanting to do that, is that something that you can relate to at all, or do you come at this from a different perspective? I believe police officers are superheroes. There's not much of a difference. They do a lot of stuff that you'd see a superhero do, any superhero. So... I relate to Michael on that one. And yet the reality of policing in a city like St. Louis is that despite your best efforts, terrible things sometimes still happen. And Judge Edwards, it has been such a violent summer in St. Louis. We've seen child after child die because of gun violence. How do you keep kids who want to be superheroes and who want to make a difference, how do you keep them from despair in the midst of a summer like this? Well, I think that uh, it is important that uh, our children do not engage in risky behaviors. Uh, I've been uh, very careful uh, not to um, talk a lot about the children uh, this summer. Uh, Many of the kids uh, that unfortunately were violently killed uh, were teenagers uh, engaging in criminal behaviors themselves. And so out of the 13, about eight uh, were engaged in criminal behaviors uh, that resulted uh, in their deaths. Uh, our youngsters, our children that were killed this summer were placed in situations by adults uh, that they should not have been placed in. And so when children are put in positive situations, we have positive results. 
when they engage in criminal behaviors, unfortunately, we end up with 13 children dead. And so while I don't want to be callous, uh, I do want to make it very, very clear that uh, many of the kids uh, that died this summer uh, uh, were very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our officers are, are doing their best to make sure that we we address those. And, and, and we're still very empathetic with respect to their deaths. But when you take a child and you, you teach a child, this is learned behavior, you teach them the positive things, you give them positive opportunities, and you, you allow them to, to see the good and the bad, and they will make decisions, I believe, to always do the right thing when given the opportunity to do so. There were certainly a, a lot of cases that fit that description, but then on the other hand, you have like uh, Xavier Usenga, the seven-year-old who was just in his yard playing. I mean, that's just a heartbreaker. Yes. Um, and police work, uh, you know, it's such a hard job. Yes. Do you ever have cadets who get into the program and they're like, I just can't take this? You know, uh, I have not had that uh, experience yet, uh, but what we try to do is we try to make sure that they are sufficiently mentored. And so there are mentorings, uh, opportunities for lots of officers. And there's a high demand uh, for cadets uh, because our officers want to mentor them. They, they see them as being uh, valuable. Uh, they understand their value. They see them as being assets, not only to the St. Louis Police Department, but to our community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a one-on-one mentor who's assigned to you, or is it a number of different mentors? Mary, how does that work? Um, personally, like, there's one that I mainly follow, but then, of course, I pers- I'm a very personable person, and I love to get to know everyone, so I kind of put myself in the situation, and I listen to everyone and kind of take and give what I find valuable. So you can hit up other people for insight oh, as you always, go. always, always. Um, you know, at the same time, in addition to the police department dealing with the violence all around us, there's also been some issues with cops who have themselves gotten in trouble, and, and that's been in the news a lot lately. Um, Sierra, do you, do you talk within the program about finding a balance between being supportive of colleagues but also expecting accountability, not letting bad behavior slide? Is, is that something they get to yet, or do they wait for the police academy for that? That's more towards the police academy, but everyone knows right from wrong. So um, coming into the program, they they pick the best, they pick the strongest, who they know will make good decisions at all times. Uh, we did have a question from our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page. Sarah writes, how do you resist embracing a culture of us versus them and silence about wrongdoing by fellow officers? Judge Edwards, how, how do you want to or how do you go about instilling that among these young people here? Well, I've made it clear uh, from the top down that we expect uh, that you will engage in lawful behaviors at all times, irrespective of circumstances or irrespective of who's involved. Uh, When you take that oath and when you become a police officer, uh, you have a duty. You have a fiduciary duty, you have an ethical duty, and you have a legal duty to do what you've been trained to do. And if you cross that line, you need not know where I will stand. I will stand against you. But if you're doing your job and you're doing it right every day, you need not know or have to be worried about where I'll stand because I will stand with you. Now, you guys both come from police families, um, so I imagine your families have been supportive of this. Is, is there anything where you've heard from friends, skepticism or curiosity? What? You want to be a cop? What kind of reaction have you gotten, Sierra? Um, well, there's people who are like, why, why would you do that? That's dangerous. Why would you do that? But um, I know what I want to do and what I want to become, and usually the people who are asking me why don't know anything about the department. So it's something to, you know, to inform them, like, 
yeah, you saw this on the news, but this is what we do in the department, and it's actually really enjoyable. Maybe you should give it a shot. Mary, have you gotten um, questions from friends and, and acquaintances? Always, but, you know, you got to keep your head up, and I like to have the, you know, one-on-one experience and get to know the insights, like, by placing myself in that situation. So if you don't know, like you don't know unless you do it, you know? Now you guys are both women. Um, Do you feel like that gives you an advantage in policing or is it something that that makes it harder? It's traditionally been sort of more of a masculine culture, I think it's fair to say. Uh. Mary, (laughs) what are your thoughts? Oh, there's there's people everywhere, you know what I mean? Wait, that's for sure. You're gonna get that at every job, so. Yeah. <laughs> Sierra, do you ever find any challenges um, it's associated with that? No. There, I don't have any problems um, that I'm a girl. I don't have any problems with that. Um, if anything, people respect you more that you're a girl and you're willing to take that chance and interact with so many men. What do you think are the top misconceptions of being an officer? Sierra, anything where you're like, man, people think it's like this. Here's what it's really like. Aggressive. People think police are aggressive, but usually, you know, you re- you respond to how you're treated. You know, you got to give respect to give respect. So I think that's a big misconception with the public. Mary, what would you say? Any misconceptions you've noticed? Um, yeah, I guess like the whole aggressive thing. Um, most of them are very, very, very chill is what I've come to. The notice. police are. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that is a misconception. You think that's like what we see on TV? That's not at all the situation of, of what's happening in the reality. The department is nothing like what you see on TV. <laughs> <laughs> now when you watch cop shows, are you just like, what are they doing? Yeah, I watch I'm like, who thought about to do this? <laughs> what do you see as the biggest challenge in being part of this department? I don't have a challenge with being being young is the first thing you know um you come into something so so serious young everybody you know they kind of have to take a step back and look at you like okay she's younger she might not um understand where we're coming from but um us and Mary can say uh we make our own light our own path and we show them that even though we are 19 and 20 we can do everything you can do maybe faster <laughs> Mary, what's what's been a big challenge for you? Uh, learning everyone's names because like you walk into that building and like everyone looks the same. Like and you're don't like, they I have don't to wear badges? Am I thinking wrong that people it would be easier in this job? Or well, a lot of the detectives that are like in the office building that we work at usually are in casual clothes, and like the names are so tiny on this little badge, and I don't want to like squint, you know, because that looks weird. But it's it's been it's but once you get to know them in that personal relationship it becomes easier after. That know. makes sense. What has been the most enjoyable part of getting to do this work? Mary, I, I see you've got a big smile there. What, um, are, what are you loving? <laughs> just talking to everyone and getting to know everyone's different stories. Like, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm interested in people. So that was just, and the hands-on experience and like the ride-alongs are really fun. You get that going 70 miles an hour with lights and sirens. That was crazy. But anyway. <laughs> are they supposed to be doing that, Judge Edwards? <laughs> well, you know, they get a lot of experience. These two uh, cadets, uh, uh, Mozilla and Flowers, are representative, representative of all of the cadets. They're articulate. They're affable. Uh, they love what they're doing. And I suspect uh, will lead our department one day. Wow. And um, I, it's just these opportunities are just right in front of them. And I just think that they have the the, the right interests and the right focus 
uh, to make it happen. And I and I hope that I'm around uh, when you guys start to matriculate and become the leaders of the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. They are terrific. So you guys have both said that you do want to end up in the St. Louis Police Department. That's where you, you see yourself working full time. Um, on that road to becoming the police chief, as Judge Edwards <laughs> foresees for you, um, what would be the, the unit that you'd want to work in? Or what do you see as your next step if, if you were able to get hired as a full time officer or, or be with the department? Um, what would you want to do, Sierra? I like where I am in the ID section. Um, I love doing fingerprints. Maybe after I complete the academy, me and do my couple years on the street I'll be able to come back as a technician or maybe even an examiner either one of those work for me I might be the boss one day never know <laughs> it sounds like your your boss certainly feels so <laughs> Mary Mazzola what about you um I personally am like not out you know to like be a patrolling but I really want to do like the support aspect and I really want to try doing like uh, dispatching and like seeing you know dipping my feet in to see where I flow best victim advocacy like the sex crimes and dart like those all seem very very interesting to me so I really want to get the hands-on experience with communications though because that's like the rush you know (laughs) now Judge Edwards the way that this works is it that you're sort of always on a rolling basis looking for new cadets or is there sort of a class that graduates each year how does how does this work we are always looking for new cadets in fact uh, uh, Dollar and Mazzola Officer Mazzola will be interviewing uh, 10 youngsters today uh, for consideration for our cadet uh, program I would love to get this cadet program to about 300. Oh, wow. So much can, bigger than the 64 yes, you Absolutely. Have we're, we're looking to get it up to about 300, uh, uh, hopefully uh, uh, with the support and the continued support of the St. Louis uh, uh, Police Foundation. Uh, we will do that. Uh, it is committed. It is so committed to helping us uh, with this pipeline. Uh, uh, and and I, I just can't say enough good things about what uh, the foundation has done for us with respect to our cadet program. And so then when do you decide, hey, this cadet is ready to go to the police academy? Is that a matter of age or is that a matter of they've been here for X amount of time? Just at 20 and a half. Uh, our uh, academy uh, is about six months. And so they do the academy and we hope that uh, that their birthday uh, uh, lines up uh, with uh, 21 so that we can put them on the street. So at 20 and a half, uh, six months uh, in, you're now 21, we can graduate you and give you your badge and give you your assignment. That's what we're looking forward to. And if someone was interested in sort of dabbling in police work, but they weren't sure they wanted to go to the step of the police academy, even if they were already 21 and a ha- or 20 and a half or 21 years old, would you encourage them to check out this program? Absolutely. Our cadet program uh, goes up to 24 because we want you to stay in school. We want the kids to stay in college. And so this is... Uh, a program that we believe is so strong that at the end of their college uh, studies that they will want to be police officers. They will want to, to, to be involved with, uh, uh, with ballistic testing. They want to be involved with scientific types of things, the types of things that would interest them. And we think that we have uh, uh, just a myriad of things uh, that uh, uh, young college adults uh, would be interested in. Okay, so if somebody wants to find out more about this program after hearing about this today, where should they go to get they more They should info? contact the uh, St. Louis Police Department, and I hate to ask them to call all call Lieutenant Darla, but that's <laughs> who you guys called, and, sh- and her phone, I hope, will be ringing off the uh, hook 
by the end of the day. So, yeah, if you're hearing this and you're interested in this, you want to call Lieutenant Darla Gray. You heard That's it here correct. from Public you, Safety Director Jimmy Edwards. Absolutely. He's gonna, she's going to kill us, isn't she? She is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jimmy Edwards, for joining us today. Thank you. And thank you also to Sierra Flowers and Mary Mazzola. No problem. Thank you for having us. And best of luck to you both in your policing career. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.